This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the presence of women in front offices of college and pro sports teams is certainly on the rise. This year, the Miami Marlins will see their entire baseball operations run by Kim Eng, the first woman to hold the role of general manager. Our next guest won a gold medal with the U.S. national team in Pyongyang, Pyongyang, South Korea in 2018 and is now the founder of the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, which has the goal of seeing a sustainable women's professional hockey league here in North America. Hillary Knight is our guest. Hillary, great to have you with us. Hope you're doing well today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just want to clarify, I'm, I'm one of the many players of this uh, player-driven and founded organization, but yes, definitely one of the players involved in uh, helping move the sport forward. And, and so let's start with with that point, because we know the, the level to which sports are followed and, and the attraction to sports here in the United States. For women's sports, we see it to a degree with the WNBA uh, and also the uh, Women's Professional Soccer League. Uh, but as a whole, it would seem like there is a great opportunity to really be able to to see the growth of women's professional sports here in the United States. Absolutely, and that's something we're, we're fighting for. I think um, you know the, the the current times gave gave birth to amazing platforms um, and more attention to women's sports. Uh, just when we're all sitting at home, we have more access to different broadcasts and streaming capabilities and able to watch the NWSL play, the WNBA, and um, they've been playing for years, right? But now there's a, there's a greater focus on them and continuing to follow off of uh, and build off of their success. Um, we're providing the dream gap tour on the hockey side and, um, you know, trying to combat that visibility component that women's sports continues to face, but um, also make hockey, more accessible to people all over North America. So what you and others have helped put together here uh, will start out uh, with uh, different events in Chicago and New York City over the next month or so with a variety of games going on. Yeah, we uh, we actually played at Madison Square Garden last weekend, which was such a historic night. We had Billie Jean King give the uh, opening announcement before puck drop and uh you know it was was tough to fight back the tears because she said you know look up the ceiling you're going to bust through that ceiling and we're all behind you essentially and um it was a phenomenal experience and now we're headed to the united center in chicago so um wonderful relationships with the chicago blackhawks and the new york rangers and i hope these opportunities continue to present themselves as as we move down and, and things get more um open back up so we can get back on the ice together but as a viable sports league, you also have to have the support of corpora, uh, corporations, and it seems like you're building that significantly with companies like Adidas and Scotiabank, uh, Bauer, and others. Yeah, we've uh, we've been extremely grateful for our support, especially given a, a, the current times and global pandemic when other industries are losing billions of dollars and other sports are. Uh, we're able to secure these these high-end uh, corporations to partner with us and also sponsor us. So wonderful to have Adidas on board. And obviously the, the Dream Gap Tour is now the secret Dream Gap Tour, which is phenomenal with their support and Bauer Hockey, um, the B- Women's Sports Foundation, uh, you know, the, sort of the list goes on and on. Uh, but it's it's it just is a testament to these 
brands seeing value in what we're doing and wanting to be a part of it. Um, also, in taking taking the leap during very uncertain times. So it's reassuring. It's uh, momentum building for us, and it's really exciting for the future of the sport at the professional level. Have you been able to look at, at what you've put together and, and hopefully where you hope this uh, organization and league will be, you know, next year and the year after that, and, and really focused on different areas that you think are key ingredients to making a women's professional hockey league a success in North America. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we're, we're continuing, continuing work in progress, right? I think we, we launched the Dream Gap Tour last year for the first year and exceeded our expectations. And the whole goal behind it was to provide training, an adequate training uh, environment, uh, also resources, competition schedule, and then also provide visibility to our fans and, and that young girl who's, who's looking up at the TV wanting to, to become a pro hockey player. But um, we've, we've exceeded expectations year one and year two. Um, but I think as we look forward, it, it's more about those shared services and, and having these clubs see value in what we're doing and signing on board. And um, we're well on our way to establishing a better future in the sport, which is extremely exciting. So you bring up an interesting point in, in that, to a degree, I would imagine that you and, and other members of, of these teams that are playing do see yourselves as role models for the next generation. Absolutely. We wear many hats. <laughs> so, you know, you'll see us on ice and um, we're, you know, stern competitors out on the ice and uh, we get off the ice and, you know, it's definitely the, the give back component is huge for all of us. And to be able to continue to grow the sports from the grassroots level all the way up is, is instrumental. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something we take with pride and great honor. So um, I think it's just a, a reality of, of understanding where you were when you were a young child and who inspired you and wanting to have that same success in someone else's life and have a positive impact for them. And so when you think about this from the business perspective, I mentioned Kim Eng uh, as the general manager of the Miami Marlins. You are seeing more women having high-ranking positions within sports organizations, whether it be at the pro level or at the college level across North America right now. Absolutely. Women are getting more opportunities. Um, you know, it's it's just making sure that we have accessibility to the, to these platforms um, and these conversations in the, in the boardrooms. Um, you know, I think a, a diverse board is, is something that you always want. It provides, you know, tremendous amount of knowledge and background and uh, great conversation. So, you know, it's wonderful to see women get more opportunities and, and many, many more opportunities to come. What are the barriers, though, that are still up there? Because this is a work in progress right now. Absolutely. Um, honestly, you know, specifically to to our sport, you know, we're only relevant every four years as it is right now. And, and that's that's a big gap for us. And that's one of the reasons why we embarked on this journey for the secret dream gap tour is to fill that gap and to provide our players um, an adequate environment to be able to fulfill their professional needs. Um, obviously, we're not a league, uh, but we're, we're trying to help navigate the future then also provide a provide a place where young girls can come and say, you know, I want to be the next Kendall Coyne or uh, Savannah Harmon or, um, you know, Brianna Decker. So it's um, it's a wonderful environment. We're, we're not, um, you know, pretending to be a league by any means, but this yeah. is definitely the next step um, in the direction to establish a better future in the sport. Do you see similarities to what you and the other hockey players are trying to do right now 
with what we've seen occur with soccer here in the United States over the last couple of decades. When you think about the U.S. women's national team and that, you know, going back a couple of decades was a sport again that really people thought about every few years when you were talking about the World Cup. And now it's moved to the point where you have the NWSL, they have a TV contract and there is, you know, obviously more and more interest around the sport. Same for the WNBA as well. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's one of the things is we're all in, in this together, right? And the, the success of the 99ers and that group set up um, the next wave and the next generation within soccer. And, and they also sparked, um, you know, interest in other sports and other industries as well. So you look to them as, as real pioneers. And obviously we have our pioneers um, in, in hockey specifically as well. But, um, you know, I, I, it wouldn't, I would be missed to say, um, you know, we, we don't, we don't look closely at what they're doing because they've yeah. done, um, they've had an extremely amount, a high amount of success um, in soccer and have definitely had an impact in other sports to try and achieve more and to, to push the sports further. So, um, you know, we're still very much well behind them, but I think it just goes to show all their success can um, be contagious and we can do the same things in ice hockey as well. But I would think like a lot of businesses, you've probably put together kind of a five-year plan of what you would like to see occur. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it just breaks down to, um, you know, bigger bigger corporations coming in and seeing value and, and having those conversations and continuing to, um, you know, have this collection of players and a player-driven organization and, um, you know, listen to the needs of the players and continue to carve out a better future. Uh, for the game um, with considerations of what we need today, right? So yeah. it's a it's a massive undertaking, but um, a tremendous amount of success so far and really bright future for the sport in general as we about, look forward. About 30 seconds left. Challenges with the pandemic and uh, of getting these games in and run and, and, and the potential of having fans in the stands? Yeah, I think like any other sport, you know, it's we want fans in the stands, but uh, that's definitely a component we have to combat. But um, you know, it, it, we're we've had so much success, and being able to have um, you know these these recent games is incredible. But we're almost running out of time now because there yeah. are enough weekends left on the calendar. So <laughs> yeah. um, look forward to to the remaining schedules and um, what's next to come uh, for the upcoming season next year. Hilly, for people that want to follow it, what's the website? Oh, boy. Find us uh, PWHPA. Okay. PWHDA, uh, HPA, excuse me, is the website for them. Hillary, thanks very much for your time. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Hillary Knight, who is uh, one of the founders of the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.